And welcome back to the Lambency Show podcast. I am Lambency, joined here today by Mikey RP Gamer, our weekly anime recap co-host. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling fine. How are you doing, man? Doing good. I can't tell if you got a haircut or what happened. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So You're looking my, slightly my, different my, there. That's your how the, I feel. The sides about this. in the back. Ah, the, the sides in the back have been completely like shaven down, and uh, I basically mean growing the the fringe in the top for a while now and we've started like being able to braid the back like kind of like a viking hairstyle hmm. that's what i've been going for for like the last eight to twelve months but my hair's been on a go slow so Very we're finally there we're getting there now we are a week behind because we had to cancel last week's weekly anime recap due to personal reasons uh but we are here to provide you slightly longer than normal one and resume our normal programming uh mikey did anything happen within the last couple weeks that you feel we should know oh, oh uh in the last couple of weeks so uh with me with myself personally again guys first off uh, i'm sorry i wasn't here last week uh it was just some family related issues i'm apologies but we are gonna go through it again today uh with myself however in the world of dreaming and all this stuff i have added some more content into my schedule um for those who follow me on twitter you would, would have seen my schedule graphic now it which also incorporates for uh, the lamity show and everything else that i'm doing i did see that graphic um, you made with your new schedule and it seems like like our channel you are increasing the amount of content you are making in itself Oh, 100 percent. Um, and other than that, I've been completely hooked hooked on a new MMO JRPG that we'll touch on later called Tower of Fantasy. Ah, very nice. Um, th- but that's been my past, t- what two weeks now? So yeah. Now us, on the other hand, and we will remake later. And for those who are just tuning in and who did not tune in yesterday to this week gaming with Vex, Ike is aware of this. Uh, we made this announcement yesterday, but you can now locate us as we are moving all of our content off of YouTube, podcast-wise, as we are going to be making actual videos. You can now find all our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So you, you know, have to hear it. Kind of bit. Kind of big news there. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, one hundred percent. I had a little listen to Vex's. Well, the start of Vex's podcast uh, from last night. Cause I missed like the first hour and a half of it. Uh, it's working very well, guys. So give her, give her a look in. I mean, check I, it out. the amount of talking that you know Vex and I have between us, and then obviously with you know what we're doing here with the weekly anime recap. It makes sense that even in an audio format, because I've always said when we have it both visually and uh, audio appealing. So you can, if you prefer to listen to us, you can now listen to us on these podcasts and platforms. But if you want the full experience, come here on Twitch, get to see Mikey's smiling face, trailers in the background, everything else like that. So yes, if you are listening on Spotify or anything else in, you know, in the future, we do stream these over on Twitch and you can get the full experience there at twitch.tv backslash it. Without further ado, let's get this podcast started. So, uh, what do we got in store for us today here, Mikey? Uh, I see we are doing a review on Summoner. Yes, let's kick off the ball rolling. We've got two episodes of Black Summoner to review to start with, guys. Both episode 6 and episode 7. I've rated both of these episodes today a solid 10 out of 10. Um, Wow. So, I feel like their budget just got pushed up like a whole new level now episode six was was real funny like the the mc's party comes in and they're in this new town and they've been asked to clear out these bandits who've been taking advantage of people however one of the bandits is extremely popular uh because he was a hero who saved the country previously so everyone adores him and 
you know, calling them a band isn't going to go down well. So they play a little trick and get the heroes pie, who they've been avoiding all this time, uh, unbeknownst to them. Only the goddess has been like kind of controlling them from behind the scenes. Um, and it goes really freaking hilariously. Um, they so what happens is they go into this room, they wipe out this whole bandit party, and it's easy as pie, you know, they're like. Oh, you literally like I could flick you with my finger, uh, and you'd go down like a like a complete another sack of potatoes. I have to know though um, if, if they do that and stuff. Are we talking about my hero academia Deku not being able to control his powers, breaking his fingers, flicking the finger? Or are we talking about he can actually <laughs> control his you know fingers? You know, we're talking like you know, like the Midas touch. How he t- if he touches everything, he turns to gold. Yeah, it like, sounds the, great the, and all until you try to get intimate with your death. wife. <laughs> <laughs> literally be like oh i love you no i mean i suppose i'm rich but oh. but figuratively speaking no they kick their asses the hilarious turning point is now they enter the hero party okay first they see all these slaves and, and this one slave has the slime i mentioned the slime previously is one of his familiars and he, she's like oh yeah they came and saved us they came and saved us and they enter this room not realizing what a girl just said they've saved us See these group of people on the floor who were the bandits, who they think is the heroes part, who they think is the party who entered before them. They accuse the MC's party of being the bandits, and you know what the fucking MC does? He sits on the sofa, his rest of his humanoid versions of his party sitting around him, and he just gives the most evil smirk, and he says, "Yeah, they weren't worth shit," and he plays the role of the bad guy. It's fucking hilarious. I'm like, wait. What? So then, cue in episode 7, okay? And we have a little bit of a recap, as you usually do. And he basically turns to this hero's party, and he's like, look, see all these people behind me, see my team, see my squad, you know, not really releasing he's a sum, not re- not releasing how powerful he is. He turns to them, he says, I'm going to take you on one versus four. All four of you, all four of you heroes versus me. And um, the one hero, she's like, oh, this is clearly a, tra- this is clearly a trap. Whereas the hot-headed hero is like, no, I'll take you on one on one. Let's be honorable about this. Uh, and he's like, no, I want to take you on one v four. And like, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but holy fuck, the fucking action in this the fight scene is really cool. Like they start off like without not really using much teamwork. They start laying waste into him, and then we start seeing him hit us with all these new abilities and everything. He's made himself some gloves out of that last demon he defeated. Which when he now he's got two on each hand, so he can have one per hand, and he can touch someone, and he can take one ability from that person and have it until he touches another person with that glove and takes a different ability. And it's such a cool mechanic that you see him start using. And you start to realize then, wait, he's pointing out to these heroes what they're doing wrong. He's saying, right, you, you should be using this flash step during your attacks, not just after. You should be using your dual wield ability from the start, not just going straight for two handed on your one, on your single handed sword. You should be using your mag- your offensive magic straight after your buffing magic. And none of them realize until after he's defeated them, he's been trying to help them all this time. Now that's always um, that's always funny because not every anime does that, but it's always funny when you see like a main character in an anime who's so OP gets a party around him and does things like that, and they never. It seems like it's almost become a trope whenever it does happen, because it doesn't happen often, but whenever it does, it seems like it's always the same thing, where, uh, you know, he will do these things, and they're kind of, like, upset, they can't figure out what's going on, and then they slowly start to realize he's trying to teach them so they don't get themselves killed. Yeah, so he had three objectives in fighting them, okay? So that was his third objective, priority number three. 
Priority number two was winning the bet so that he can then get the heroes to testify that the person, now let's go back a bit, like I said, the person who is a bandit, who's very popular in the city, so everyone loves him, they want the heroes to testify that that person was a bad guy. You know how the citizens will feel then? Hmm, we have about the person who saved the city here, the heroes here. They're going to care more about the hero's opinion than this person's opinion. But the reasons they needed the hero's help was because this random party's opinion, despite how OP he is, wouldn't hold stick against this guy who saved the city. So they needed the heroes. So that was objective number two. Objective number one, the MC's a battle junkie. He just wants to fight the fuck out of these heroes and test their strength. <laughs> he's addicted to fighting. He, he looks pure evil when he's fighting. But the irony is he's just he's not evil at all. He's just like, no, I just I just want to fight. Honestly, there's an interesting is, is it, line. Are we talking about because I know it's you know, I'm not gonna uh, say the character's name mainly because I can't remember her name off the top of my head. And now I know we're gonna cover more of this later and stuff from uh classroom of the elite. But are we talking about like evil face like when uh the main character walks across that one girl who, like, is super sweet and loving all the time in that one scene where she's just, like, pure evil. Yeah. Are we yeah. talking about that kind yeah. of evil face? Yeah, we're, we're talking oh, about Oh, okay, yeah. Those are always the fun ones to watch and stuff because it's like, what the fuck? Completely twisted, like, the smile. <laughs> like, for instance, his smile with his, like, a full teeth smile. And, like, you see the detail is drawn into, like, the shape, the smile. Um, and it's, it's, it's just, it's perfect, man. Uh, the one line that I did really like for, from the two episodes I watched is the hero says to him during this fight before he realizes what he's doing, you have all this power, why are you not using it for good? Why are you not helping the people? And our MC literally smashes him to the ground before uh, before telling him to use his dual wield ability and says, uh, yeah, you're right, I have the power. I'm ten times stronger than you, but just stop trying to force your ideals upon me. And I was like, oh! Oh boy, that put him in his fucking place. Mm. And it literally, he's literally like trying. It's another lesson that he's teaching them. It seems to go over the head or wasn't really acknowledged that you know, just because you believe in something, sometimes no matter what you can do is going to change another person's beliefs or opinions. Um, and power and any everything else, power, wealth, data, it'll be used by the person's prerogative, no matter what you want. Everyone has their own beliefs, and uh, the hero's shocking wake-up call to that was, was this fight. Um, the thing is, like, here's the thing. I grew up, uh, you know, just to reiterate the whole, you can't really change certain people's stuff, or they believe a certain thing. Uh, I grew up under the whole, everyone can believe whatever they want to believe, but to try to force your ideals onto someone, I think is where I draw the line in a lot of situations. Yes. Um, I agree. You know, it doesn't matter what part of the world we're talking about and stuff, you know, I'm not going to go too into depth about this and stuff because i know how sensitive it is and stuff but if we're talking about uh you know vaccinated versus unvaccinated the democrats and the far left versus the radical right and republicans anything like that um you know you see it all over people just are not accepting of uh people just having their own beliefs and their own uh ideals and stuff and try to force other people their agendas that's something you do so i kind of like seeing someone just being so op that he's like yeah you're right i could i could help you with stuff but i don't believe you know like i'll do what i want to do you know uh just let people live the life they want to live you know exactly and that's the last thing he's trying to teach exactly you know like let's be real and stuff if we were isekai characters like we'll never be anime isekai characters unless don't ruin my dreams like this lamb I mean, unless there's something we don't know. I mean, it, it, it would be it would be awesome. 
But let's going under the assumption we never will be, all right? Let's assume we somehow did, though. You know, what happens if uh, Mikey and I get sucked into a world where we don't agree with what, what they're doing, you know? Uh, and we're the OP character. Like, should Ooh, we just... Can, 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 I, can I hold you there a second? What's up? If we're sucked into another world and we're the OP characters, we're about to have Harem meet. You know where our priority is going to lie. Oh, oh, that's what I'm getting <laughs> at. Like, <laughs> all right, here's the thing. If I don't agree with your you know? war and stuff... <laughs> You know, like, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to have a harem. Mikey's going to have a harem. You know, but take that out of the equation. Let's, uh, you know, take the harem bit out of the equation. At the end of the day, just because we're the strongest people, it doesn't mean that, you you know, we're going to exactly agree with you and stuff. And it might be one of the things where Mikey and I might turn, look at each other and be like, yeah, we don't like this at all and stuff. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll maintain the peace, but we ain't taking sides kind of thing. Like, we don't want to use our magic or our fighting skills because we don't Not believe it either you know but uh you know mikey gonna have his face buried in some double d double f elf titties according to uh star meanwhile you know you're not wrong okay? i mean he's I'm not, he's not wrong but you gotta <laughs> right, yeah, i'm a man of culture you gotta have a little bit of everything and stuff so we're gonna talk you know if we're gonna talk about a harem you gotta have titties of all sizes all titties matter right <laughs> All right, let's let's be real. Konako's quite cute, <laughs> you know. I'd like me some Akino. I like me some Rios Grumry, but you know, without Azia and you know uh, the rest of the crew and Konako and stuff, they're not as cute. Because eventually, it gets boring if it's the same flavor over and over again. Yep, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How the did we start talking about this? Is what I. You know what? No. All right. Moving on. Yeah, moving along. Moving on. Uh, away from Black Summoner. Next, we had. Uh, I always mess this up, so I'll let you announce this. Uh, Ice Queendom. Ruby Ice Queendom. Um, episode seven and episode eight. I rated it. Episode seven and nine, and episode eight and ten. Uh, so this was very interesting. So we've started to see Weiss's world crumble from inside her. We're starting to see the resistance. They've released some of the childish emotions are inside her and they're literally like baby wises they run rampant and the world starts to go into ruin and we're kind of give, being given a little bit of hope and then our hope is literally snatched away negative wise imprisons blake and yang somewhere that we can't quite tell looks like in front of her family mansion um ruby is being affected by this grim now we can start to see the uh same grim stones start to go across her palms so we're like oh shit and we're starting to see like she near the end of the the second episode episode eight she was like surrounded by like all these people and they turned into dolls and it was like she was in like some kind of dream so we're like kind of oh no is ruby now gone into this as well um is this going to be like the turning point for weiss weiss really realizes what's happened to ruby and now she's gonna really snap out of this and now go and try and save ruby who knows um we now see jean jean's now gone into there uh we found out that he has a resistance he can't be taken over by this thing again um but he will get headaches and stuff the closer he gets to it he, he does have some negative effects but he can't be infected so he was a good choice to take with them um so it's it's been it's quite interesting now i feel like for ice queendom we're on episode eight i'm feeling like if anything it'll be either a 12 episode or a 24 episode anime uh, and i was hoping it wouldn't all be in weiss's dreamscape i thought there was gonna be more to it that's my disappointment at this, the moment but that's nothing to do with the episodes as such as to do with the show itself um so we'll we'll have to see how how it goes but like the negative weiss and like 
the the twisted imagery of the world inside her, like the way you can see how she views her father and the butler and everything, and what's been reinforced into her. Um, like her father's like some overlord that can see everything. Like the butler's a robot that does any says. The mom's just a shadow because she's never there, but in the sh- the shadow is like got a, like a wine glass and a wine bottle. I'm not sure if anyone's ever seen Bear in the Blink Blue House, but it's like shadow from that. Um, and like the sister is just a coat. Like she she's literally just trying to follow in like her, her sister's steps. Um, so it's very is a lot of imagery, a hell of a lot of imagery. Uh, so it's it's interesting, but at the same time we need to like kind of get get to the point now and kind of like find out. Okay, you kind of gone back and forth. We've seen Ruby lose to negative Weiss Welcome three times now. Like, come on, usually three times the charm. Like, my guy, surely by now we should have, like, got some kind of victory. But you're just dragging this out. Keep taking us to the same place as well over and over again. Destroying the same thing. And I'm kind of, like, feeling a little bit of re- repetition. It's not hitting me as hard as the original Ruby series is, but it's still bringing me back. It's still... Get, get, give me interest it's still making me think okay i do kind of want to know what happens i've invested this much into it the episodes are solid but as a whole i could have done some fine tuning um but it's, it's been pretty solid so far it's been pretty solid I'll, I'll give it to it sounds like you're enjoying it so far uh i mean you did rate it pretty highly you know 9 out of 10 in episode 7 and 10 out of 10 in f8 you know i'm a different kind of uh breed of anime watcher as you I prefer to wait for everything to be out and then just binge it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's because I feel it is easier for me to connect with the characters if I had the same story going until I finish it. Uh, it's very hard for me to multitask shows, which is ironic because if you look at the rest of my life, I multitask everything. <laughs> like, it's actually funny at work, uh, even when I'm not doing these podcasts and doing the background work for the podcast at work i'm now the guy who does all the seo and everything and it's funny because the guy who did it before he did a shitty job but that's besides the like i have to fix all his listings and stuff it's so funny because the owner who's the only one above me in the company turns around he looks at the amount of tabs i have open he's like wow you got a lot of tabs i'm like oh i'm getting all these tabs done like i'm literally using every tab he's like really like how many tabs you got up here i'm like i don't know like a hundred and five or something (laughs) but that was because all right so to be fair uh so i had the main page open for like our site uh where i do like the background work and each page that i work on is 100 things uh so i opened up 100 things because i'm like mass doing things i gotta change the seo the description uh the tags everything on every single item and then on top of that i got like spare tag uh, spare tabs open for other uh things whether it be uh for images or whatever the case may be you know so i'm constantly multitasking in my life yet when it comes to watching anime or shows in general uh i just can't do it yeah i i don't know what it is but when i watch anime if i do not stay to the same one until it's finished i'm lost and i usually have to do like a quick uh, reminder episodes like for example if it's a if it's an anime i really liked i might still need a teaser if i know that like hey you know season two's coming out or whatever the latest season is you know like i don't need that for sao because you know that one just stuck with me so well uh there's a couple other animes like that but like for example if darling and the franks uh season two was to come out love that anime don't get me wrong i'm still gonna rewatch the entire first season and remember everything that happened and as it's going on i may remember certain things but i'm still gonna be like oh yeah i forgot about that you know yeah i i hear what you mean i hear what you mean um I'm, i can't i'm kind of with you there all right uh moving on we have a couple of what happened in this one so very up and down guys episode 16 got a solid nine almost 10 out of 10 but episode 17 dropped its 
standard. Like, I rate that a 6. Um, so in episode 16, following off of the back of episode 15 even, we find out that obviously they've revealed to Hiro-chan now the relationship between the three of them, how their brothers and sisters separated at birth, etc. And who the real brothers who the real siblings are and who isn't the sibling and the engagement, etc. And we find all that out. Mm, there's still little details that are important in this episode, however. Uh, Erica Chan brings her... Sorry, not Erica Chan, sorry. The MC's little sister brings her friends to um, the... Off. <laughs> I can see you. I can see you, love. I'm not just talking uh, about. You can see nothing. <laughs> For those who um, are wondering what he's laughing at, we're working on the same document. So I saw. I could see where his cursor is, and his cursor happens to be right where my I'm looking at because obviously we're going through the same <laughs> document. So me being me, I decided to type into the document. Hi, Mikey. <laughs> so that's why he's laughing. But let's uh, go back to what we talking about uh yeah so the mc's little sister gets called out by her friends uh, after they start like digging into a brother after they walk past him and they're, they're like oh he really is cold as you say or oh, he really is a study holic as you say and you can see he'll get more and more like pent up like the cute little like inflated cheeks kind of face um look and they, I, she literally she literally says it's okay for me to say it. it's okay for me to diss my brother but i don't like it with any any of you honestly do that is a I lot of siblings to be honest yeah it's a lot of siblings um, but i just a quick interruption for the character versus character i'm not gonna say what it is because i don't want to like spoil it but for what we were talking about earlier um they're not gonna know i'm just gonna get to the certain bit i almost even though i haven't even watched it yet just because of this image shows this character. Hold on, not her. Right there. <laughs> I almost chose her and I haven't even watched this anime. <laughs> Just because I'm seeing this every episode and I'm like, I kind of want to watch and see how good she is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she gets called out then by her friends as, as she has a brother complex, which we can very clearly see grow and grow. And this leads into then her real her noticing later on that him talking to Hero Chan, which is the purple haired girl, and then her for the rest of the episode, uh, stalking Hero Chan and. Basically saying to Erica, a, a ginger lady who, you know, Erica Jan for the win, um, basically saying, like, do you like Hero? Like, she, she's basically extremely jealous of Hero and wants Hero, like, out. Like, she sees Hero as a, as a threat, but more so because she's already got one girl to, to contend with with Erica. She doesn't want another fucking girl to contend with. Um, and, like, it's really weird the way she does sees it, though, because even though they're not actually siblings now, they've grown up together, and he just doesn't see her that way, and it's, it's kind of bittersweet. But at the same time, it seems he's also, now that I say that, having a bit of a, a, bit of a conflict between the person who he's been chasing after being Hero, the person who he's growing feelings for being uh, Erica, and now his sister as well, who's basically admitted to him that she she has a crush on him and actually wants to go to the same school as them as well so it's uh very much turning into some kind of like love square mikey let's be honest one of you guys don't moving on <laughs> uh... oh just, he just he goes i plead the fifth all right he's like no Say comment nothing. let's just move along he's <laughs> I'm, keep, I'm keeping it safe, okay? She's like 14, 15. I'm not commenting on this. <laughs> Honestly, to be fair and stuff, that's just how animes are. Stuff. Unfortunately, I feel like the animes are almost always high school kids. You know, if they're not high school kids, they're, you know, just out of high school, it seems like, or college kids. Uh, it, it would be interesting, though, if they came out with some animes, some good animes that were about, like, adulthood, like, 30s onwards. I, 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 
I would actually be interested to see what they could come up with, you know? Because, uh, yeah, I'm with you. You know, Kelly Grimes could find a way to make that entertaining. I'd be all for it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, though, we got Licorice Recoil. So, Licorice Recoil, guys. Now, I I rated both these episodes a 10. Uh, was I being overly generous because I have a little bit of a love for the series? Maybe. Um, honestly, both the episodes are quite lighthearted. Uh, we kind of saw Sato make a little bit of a fuss when she sees a text and it seems that Kusunoki is trying to bring her, her back to the DA. Um, so the four members of Laikoriko um, just join forces to rush about with Mika's uh, rendezvous. And um, yeah, it was it was kind of like all of a misunderstanding and like she's already made her mind up that she's not going to go back now. She's grown close to Chisato and everything. Um, they, were, they were already mean to her when they went back once. Like, she's not going to do it again. Uh, and then the next episode was just really hilarious. It was all about finding out that, that Liko Rico is, is currently in the red. They're in debt, guys. They're, they're in debt. And uh, Takana was like breaking down everything like completely flawlessly. Like she's a whizzed kid with the mats and everything. Um, and like she's like, right, she's starting to just stop wasting bullets. Uh, uh, she she starts like following like all the Kathy members to try and see where the expenses are going. Um, and she plans a new menu item, which without going into spoiler territory. As well as you might think. Uh, she may be good at maths, but she ain't good in the kitchen, guys. Maybe you don't want to wife her up too soon, okay? Um, I, I feel so, like anime so... does one of two things. Either they make the anime female too perfect, where they're good at everything, sports, cooking, everything. Like, there's nothing they're not good at. Or they make them good at everything until it comes to uh, basic life skills, whether it be cooking or... Uh, I've seen some animes where they struggle with just, like, balance, which is ironic, because they'll go play sports and be fine, but, like, in their day-to-day -day life, they bump into everything, and they have a hard time staying upright. You know, I, it's funny to me watching these anime tropes, but I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. must say, I much prefer watching an anime where it seems like they're good at everything, but they have that one flaw, you know? I, I think those are a lot more realistic, because let's be real, you can't be good at everything, all right? Even jack-of-all-trades are masters of none, you know? But a jack-of-all-trades is better. Hey, hey. But uh, continuing on and stuff, uh, so it's a cooking episode? Yeah, so it, it, was, it was practically just a cooking episode, and, like, it just... Trying to find out where the money's gone. Um, they were both very good episodes, very lighthearted, but maybe I was a bit overly generous with my ratings. It is possible I, uh, when you really love, like certain. Uh, if you really love a certain, maybe prone for personal. Uh, have you by chance watched Baka Two Test? Uh, I've started actually. You yes. finally started. No spoilers, please. I, I stopped like weeks ago. I just haven't had the chance oh. to like, catch up. I did. I did tell you, Lab. I told you. I told you I started. Okay. <laughs> have, have you gotten to the bit where uh, him and G cook? No. Okay, then I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, good. Alright. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but how are you liking it so far? Are you enjoying it? It's, it's, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's good. It's definitely it's good. got some uh, quality humor considering the time, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> Alright, so moving along, we've got Engage Kiss. How did Engage Kiss episodes 7 and 8? So these are linked in together. I, I'm this was without bias. And I love this series. They both got ranked ten. We found out the, the identity of the mysterious sexy nun uh, who appeared in Mario's oh, sexy nun. I swear. Uh, but she's one of the most dangerous people in the Celestial Abbey, uh, known as Sharon Holy Grail. Uh, or Sharon the Chast, or Chasty, Chasty like Chasty Belt, Chasty, mm. yeah, Sharon the Chast, uh, who's twelve, one of twelve remarkable exorcists called the Living Relic. 
Now, obviously, our MC having a demon uh, for a partner, you can kind of see why this wasn't a good kind of matchup. I don't see anything uh, wrong with it at all. <laughs> no. So the anti-demon bureau faces a growing sense of danger with the emergence of a new power that could shake the framework of their organization. However, meanwhile, she was injured and sleeping. Kasara tells Ayano about the events atop the snowy mountain that led to the intertwined fate of her, Shu, and Sharon. And we find out more about the backstory and everything. And... It's really interesting. They go really deep into it. And it's, everything starts to make more sense. It starts to come together a bit more about like why, how they met and what's going on and why they're so close. So it's it, it, it was a really nice episode to touch on. And then uh, we we get the Anti-Demon Bureau who then uh, successfully detained Sharon. Thank you for that. 100%. We don't want our girl being hurt. Okay. And uh, again, it was it was kind of then turned into like a peaceful episode for the rest of the episode. Like He's came back to Parian City. Uh, he had his companions with him and he's just trying to find the truth now behind the D-Hazards and uh, the what happened with his sister. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. Like it's, it's really starting to pick up his game now, like trying to find its foot in and we found its foot in, sorry. When I was trying to run with the story and uh, take us to new heights, and I'm 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 there for it. It's it's doing really well. If you haven't been watching it, you'd be missing out, my guys. I mean, I'm not missing out because, like I said, I'm waiting for this one to come out. You know, I, I like binge watching and stuff. But this is definitely one I have an eye out on. Uh, I'm also gonna binge watch the next one we're gonna talk about and stuff because I've obviously seen there's quite a few that you've been reporting on, I put on binge watching, but I don't like watching them until they're, you know. Um, Speaking of the next one, we have Rent-A-Girlfriend, and before you really get into I'm it... I'm just going to take a drink a sec. Yep. Just going to take a drink fine. a sec. Uh, while you're doing that, before you fully get into it and stuff, I know you try to send me, like, where you have, like, Omichan and everything. I got through about one sentence you wrote and just couldn't continue going, and the whole reason why is because... I don't care what her backstory is. Uh, we're all dealt a set of cards. Some are better than others. But it's about how you are able to cope with said cards and move along and stuff. All right. So, like, for example, in my personal past, I'm not going to give you enough information to dox myself. But when I was growing up, I grew up in the system. I grew up without family. I got beaten, abused, neglected, raped. Um, I had to fight for my food, everything else like that. And kids who came in similar situations as me, nine out of ten of them are in and out of prison. Uh, I often say that you have two routes you could choose when you are dealt a bad deck of cards. You could, you know, take everything that happened to you and take it out on the rest of the world, which a lot of people tend to choose. Or you could take everything that you've learned and try to prevent someone else from going in the same the the same or similar situation um, as you did, which is the route that I took. So for me, it is very hard looking at someone who has a bad past to be like, well, that that excuses everything or explains certain things. To me, that doesn't explain nothing due to the fact of my background. If people actually knew my entire background, all right, I had one person find out my background against my will and broke down in tears because they didn't realize how bad I really had it, yet they never would have known because... I wasn't trying to tell anyone. I don't use my past as a crutch. Um, I don't use it as an extra. Um, you know, I just basically tell it how it is. I try to prevent people from going through bad situations. So you brought up the whole mommy chan after about one sentence. I'm like, look, I, I get that she had a troubled past. But, you know, just based on my own troubled past and watching how people have two options and 
often tend to choose the easier option, which is the worst option, which is take it out on everyone. I don't agree with it. But uh, let's get away from that. Uh, Rent a Girlfriend episode 19 and episode 20. I see you rated 9 out of 10 and a 10 out of 10. What are we talking about here? So, yeah, guys, before I get into the spoilers, uh, Star, I can see you messaging, and then I will address those when I get to the manga uh, manga section. And hello, Vex, good to see you. Um, Yeah, guys, episode 9 and episode 10 of Rent a Girlfriend. Again, they they were great episodes. Um... I'm going to start with, uh, sorry, I don't know why I said episode 9, episode 10. I'm just looking at the ratings. Episode 19, episode 20. Um, episode 20, I'm going to start with. Episode 20 was great. Uh, it was a nice date episode. A complete episode just dedicated to the date between the MC and Muzahara. It was so cute. It was so sweet. She's gone up a rank. We've learned that she's going into, um, she's been uh, scouted for a new job. Uh, when they had the play that she was in before and she got rejected, Little did she know there's someone else in the audience also watching, and they offered her a job. And she thought this was going to make our MC sad uh, and depressed because, you know, she's going to quit being a, a renter girlfriend eventually once she gets going. And it's kind of implied that she's like, but I want to be a real girlfriend. And he's like, I want to be a real boyfriend, but neither one thing to say it, you know, the goal. Um, but she thought he was sad on the way home, but his internal monologue was quite literally all I could think about on the way home was how happy I was for her that she's one step closer to her goal. And that was like, hits you straight in the heart. You're like, wow, this guy's a real, real gent. He's, he's, he's got your heart. Um, now I'm now going to touch on episode 19 and manga spoilers. Uh, I can, I can see your comments. I'm going to try and keep up with them as much as I can, but I'm going to go into it without kind of stopping. And then I'll address them afterwards. Um, I'll let you do this unhindered without adding my fence, just mainly because I've done it. So, you go ahead, I'll let you feel the question for question at that story, but I uh, got this. Because <laughs> you know how I... So, episode 19, now, it's reinforced something for me, okay? Now, I can hate Mami-chan as much as I like, okay? But the first thing I'm going to put out there straight away is she hasn't murdered anyone. She hasn't murdered anyone. She hasn't physically hurt anyone. Yes, she's emotionally... Yes, she's tried to do horrible things to people. And there are horrible people out there. And, you know, that, that'll happen. Before I get into Mommy's backstory and things, there is something I'm laying down now, which is gonna is my personal opinion and something I'm standing by. I hate Ruka more than I hate Mommy. Ruka, to me, is a worse person than Mommy. Now, she may not have emotionally manipulated anyone, or she may not have d- done any of the shit like Mommy said, okay? And she, where Mommy's been like, up front and I completely had a bitch up front. Ruka, for instance, Mami comes in and for once she's not been a dick. She's genuinely coming in just to see him and just to like have a chat. She's actually just coming in to do her her study. Um and Ruka notices that his it's his ex, puts two and two together and claims that they're together, claims that they're boyfriend and girlfriend. And he's like trying to tell Mami, like, look, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. And Ruka's kicking off at the back, completely going on and going on, going right up to Mami's face, being like, if you still got feelings with him, just say so. Uh, he's mine now, etc., etc. Can we just remind her a second that he loves Mizuhara and not her? Uh, I'm just like, girl, girl, you're making his life a misery and making it so much worse. Like, the shit that Mami did was in the past. Yes, now she's trying to, like, be a dick to him, but... Nowhere near as much as she was back then. Like, in the past, in this season especially, I've not seen her be anywhere near as bad as, she, as what she was. Um, and to me, it's a, it's a sign that Mami does actually have feelings for him that she can't accept uh, due to her past, which we'll, again, get to. Um, but Ruka pulling this shit, like the last 
uh, podcast we did two weeks ago where I said Ruka was outside the uh, outside his flat and uh, was basically screaming because uh, Mizuhara lives next door. Oh, that was such a great night and basically insinuating that they did the deed. And I'm just here, yeah, like, every time I see Ruka, I genuinely just want to burn the bitch to ashes. I don't feel like that when I see Mami. I, when I see Mami, I'm like, oh, fuck Mami-chan. But I don't feel like I'm gonna fucking burn a bitch, okay? So, Ruka to me is... I, I can't. I can't deal with this. For anyone who doesn't know who Ruka is, sorry, I should explain. It's the one with the blue ribbon when you see her in the trailer, okay? I hate her guts, by the by. Episode was great. It was nice to see a slightly nicer side to Mami, okay? Especially then afterwards when I got the full details of the manga spoilers. So, I will put a spoiler warning on this, guys, and also a, a mental health warning. Uh, there will be some sad and touching um, themes in this. Um, much like Lam, I do have a lot of personal backstory, as much as a lot of the rest of us do. I know everyone will feel slightly different upon all this. However, I'm going to try and make it firm but fair. Uh, I see what you're saying, Star. I also hear what Lam is saying, so I'm, I'm going to address it after I've gone through the details. I will say, though, I do kind of agree with you on that. I thought it was kind of cute in the first season because it kind of got introduced later, if that makes sense. Ruka-chan? Yeah. And I thought it was kind of cute if it was just, like, those couple and stuff. But if she's continuing that, knowing full well that, uh, you know, he's trying to go out girl, that's a completely different story. Like, it it was cute to me at first, but if she's still doing it in season two, that's above and beyond. Like, does she... Let, 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 she knows. <laughs> let, me, let me put it this way. She got to Mami-chan. Mami-chan left that place in tears and then whacked the sign outside completely across the other fucking side. But oh, damn. Like, I was like, hot fucking damn, girl. You fucked up. Uh, Which is a damn so, shame because when she they introduced her, I didn't think she was that bad of a character. I thought she kind of had, she was kind of quirky. You know, I, I did think towards the end, it was kind of, it was kind of like one of those that could go either way, but it looks like it went the way that I didn't want it to go, if that makes sense. Because I, th I thought the ending of season one was not half bad uh all things considered like she confessed her love so on and so forth oh snap we got a love triangle and stuff but now she's pushing it too far kind of thing you know so so yeah so heading into mommy chan's backstory guys again manga spoilers and a mental health warning here she has one of the saddest backstories i've come across in a little while um so the first thing it opens with is her saying life is inescapable and all we're doing is passing time until we die and the first thing thought you get off that is oh damn that is such a pessimistic and depressing view on life what the fuck has happened so then we go through it and we learn that mommy was verbally physically mentally abused as a child by her parents but not just her her brother as well some of these things i didn't add in the notes or to what i said to lamb um so they were both abused growing up one of the biggest things that was reinforced to her was every time they did something that was even like a tiny little pinky toe out of line, she would have something taken off her and thrown away. And this really net, as much as you guys might think, oh, but that's normal as a childhood, you know, taking things off. I'm an ex-psychology student. I've, I've researched this. I have a diploma in this. I know what I'm talking about. That can affect a kid to a degree that is unparalleled. I'll give you guys a personal example before I carry on. My son is autistic and he has a very strong attachment to a Pikachu plush. Um, his sister can't touch it. If, we, if it's not in his hands or if it's not next to him, he'll break down. And I know what that would do to him if he lost that. And this is kind of similar. What they're reinforcing to her is that important things are getting removed because it's not fitting with the, the parents' ideals. Because it's not fitting with the parents' opinions. And it's really 
enforce into her that none of her stuff, none of what she has, not her life, etc., none of it matters. But she wasn't always a bad person. Uh, so she meets a boy eventually, uh, and she's arranged to marry him. Uh, the boy's older, but she doesn't understand. Her brother understands, and he's always like, well, that person's here. But she doesn't understand, like, what the arranged marriage is. She's just assuming they're friends. She doesn't realize that she's being forced into this for political gain by her father. Um, and he is older, so you guys can already kind of see, like, the dynamic there as well. Um, we've learned that she's been forced to attend an all-girls middle school, uh, so that it can be taken her away from all men, uh, and that this school her dad was a main prominent figure in. Uh, if her grades slipped again, she'd have stuff taken away, and eventually she gets it into her head that she's a model daughter, but not in the sense that, oh, she has straight A's and things like this. She thinks of herself like a pet. To her parents, she thinks she's a pet and not a human being. She's to obey their every command. She's to sit when they say sit. She's to heal when they say heal. She's to go and fetch the bone or follow your tail whenever they say to, basically. And then one of the saddest things that hit me, and it, it, you know, it, it was just a minor thing, but one of the light, one of the bubbles of text was the red and yellow smiley faces in a game I play on my mom's mobile phone are the only friends that I had during this time. I was like, how sad can that be? Like, and bear in mind, it's nothing else. She's only got that mobile because she's in school. She doesn't have like any teddies or anything, and nothing. Uh, it's even uh, highlighted that the one teddy she did have was thrown away, and that was one of the biggest things that was deterred her attachment. But it gets worse. She gets to know this boy. Uh, a different boy now through this same game. Uh, and he has the same name, funny enough, as the Japanese version of Fairy Tale's main character, which is Taro Urashima. Uh, and this references Japanese folklore, where a man of the same name rescues Otohime on the back of a turtle. Mami's last name is Nanami, referring to the sea, which is referencing this. Uh, and to her, she's derailed a plan that she's put in place. Uh, sorry, that she's derailed a plan that her parents put in place to get her to force the marriage, because she has an amazing experience. We learned that she's pregnant, um, and th it was very smartly done the way that the, the people did this as well, the the, uh, the writers, because they didn't want to explicitly say that she was pregnant. They wanted us to interpret it as a metaphor or as a literal. And I have done a lot of digging on this. I've looked through a lot of different interpretations, both YouTube, other people's accounts, other reviews, and 95% of them have all said it's a literal pregnancy going off of the hints, going off of her body structure, going off of the way she was holding herself. Um, and she's like, wow, I'm going to finally get an amazing future with Taro. Uh, and she's like happily got her hands all over her abdomen. Uh, she accused her dad, finally stood up to him, saying she's only got it for political gain. And then he bribes uh the boy to break up with her um and he only texts her breaking up with her ironically it's the same way that she texts that mc uh the same the exact same text and at that moment the baby dies as well um we believe this implied through stress threat stress and heartbreak you, if any of you know the saying that um like animals especially they can die of a broken heart we're basically going with that kind of metaphor here and this leads her to recede into herself and gives up she gives into her parents gives up all hope to even goes as far to describe her own love as a rebellious phase and shuts it away deep within herself and this unfortunately leads her to have a strong resentment towards all love she wants to burn it all down she thinks love is a lie is fake because this boy for money just just left it all or even her paternal uh love and her brotherly love and everything was just fake nothing was ever strong nothing was ever real she's never been loved is the main thing here she's never been truly 
love. Things have been taken away. Um, and it's been really, really devastating to hear. Like, I understand, like, all of your points. So I'm going to address these now. Like, Lamb's point, like, no matter what you do, no matter what's happened to your bad back uh, to your backstory, it's all about finding how to deal with it and how to make sure other people don't go with that. And I get that. And I agree to an extent because I also agree with what Star's saying there. It shows the two sides of one kind. How people can cope and the two ways they can go and they can either cope really well and take it on the chin and learn to help others or they can take it badly and you know what as much as it's horrible what she's done part of me can't blame her because it's not so much a coping mechanism for her but she doesn't know anything else if anything she may even be trying to save other people from the pain that is love because she doesn't believe in it and she doesn't want other people to fall for this trick as well um you also said something else that was uh, interesting start like i disagree strongly when i read mommy's backstory whole fucking makes sense why she does what she does it doesn't mean i agree with it but it does explain it like exactly i don't agree with what she does but it completely explains it does it justify it? I wouldn't say it completely justifies it, no, but it completely does give us meaning and gives us a realization and maybe more of an insight into why she's doing what she's doing and what she's trying to do. Part of it is kind of narcissistic, part of it is her being a complete and a dick, but at the same time, there are strong reasons and a clear underlying understanding. And if I'm honest with you, I'm hoping that she can come to terms with her feelings for our MC. I actually realize that she does love him. She may lose. She may lose out to Mizuhara, and that's completely what I say now. But if we can get a story where Mami accepts her feelings for him and finally is able to move on, uh, and is finally able to, uh, you know, accept that her past doesn't define her and love is real and she can accept her feelings and we can get the mommy chan from back then back not that it would resolve everything she's done but it would just be such a sweet ending and it's it was heartbreaking like, i was in tears reading this chapter guys it was not a nice thing to read at all um so yeah i hope i hope you all like at least if even if you don't agree what she's doing, even if it doesn't justify, and you know what, I agree, it doesn't justify what she's done. At least have some understanding now as to why she's done what she's done and her backstory, and realize that this, this she's it's never not, had. Not that I completely admonish, right? Like I admit, you know, especially when you're a child. Like I hate when people try to say things along the lines of, "Oh, they're a kid, you know, it's fine. You could say these kids." And uh, exactly because kids are a lot more malleable than adults because they're unable to form their own opinions and they're more easily. Oh, I get it. Yes. Side too. Um, but at a certain bit, when you start to become cog cognizant of your surroundings and of yourself, there comes a point where, as a kid, you realize right from wrong and know what is right and wrong and how you should and should not act and act out. And that's my stance. Because here's the that's, thing: that's your stance. You know, because like, here's yeah. my thing. Like I said, I grew up with a very childhood, or so them. Um, and I didn't realize how messed up I was until I want to say I was like 11. Or but at that point, like I started becoming hard headed. Yeah but also i was like you know what i'm going everything in my power to get through everything that i'm going uh i, I want to make sure that people don't experience uh you know i'm not gonna be able to, am, am i gonna be able to stop everyone from going through what i went through no but if even if i could just stop one person help one person get out of the, i'll consider it a success like i'm willing to suffer if it gets at least one person out of the hell that i went you know and so that's why for me, just from a moral standpoint, I cannot condone any of her actions, no matter what happened. You know, like, I get it. It does explain some of her behavior, but at the same time, I so, don't agree yeah. with any of it. 
go, going along with what you said, like I, do, I don't think we're meant, we're not meant to agree with it, but you hit the nail on the head this star. So completely, she was broken. She doesn't have the cognitive ability to be able to differentiate. The way she was raised from what we've learned, they never taught her right and wrong. No one's ever taught her right and wrong. She had no love. No one's ever loved her. No one's ever taken the time to teach her. She had the chance to learn. And the one person who tried helping her gave her up for money. But the part you hit on the nail on the head there was she definitely, to quote, be able to differentiate. She thinks she's doing good because she's saving people from the pain that's love. And she will do anything to achieve that, no matter how hard. She thinks giving people heartbreak will save them from the pain that she, uh, to add on to what you're saying, Mister, from the pain that she went through. Um, and if if I had to guess, I, I'd guess the same. I think that is what her goal is. Despite, like, obviously at the same time, there's probably a part of her that does want everyone to feel the same way that she feels. Likewise, I don't think she's a bad person. I think that this is the reason why she's doing it. From, from what we've learned. But um, I also don't think we've still been given enough context. Backstory is great and all, but we, we need... Perhaps we I'm need reading all. too much input. I find it very hard to believe that nobody tried to teach. Like, I get where you're saying about because she didn't have, like, enough emotional support, but, you know, to say that she never had anyone who tried to reach out or anything else like that, you know, maybe I'm reading too much into it because it is an anime. And, um, you, you, so, but, no, but, I, I know, you know what you're they, saying. They, if she went to school, you know, there's no way... That, like, someone in school didn't try to befriend her and stuff. Especially so, as a kid, you know what I mean? Like, you remember going to school? It was like, it didn't matter how weird you were, especially as a little kid. It was like, hey, want to be friends? Yeah. There's always at least one You know, person. there's one person I, I, I hear what you're saying. Maybe I'm reading too the, much into it from that standpoint, and that might you're be not the reading, issue. You're not reading too much into it. The The problem here is, uh, I'll go I'll go over the line again. It's the school that she went to. So we'll, we'll go through the, the couple of different points before moving on to the next one. Her mom and dad obviously didn't bother teaching her. They, they didn't. Which I, they which didn't I get that. They didn't love her. We, we get that. Her brother wasn't allowed to teach her. Her brother and sister were kept very separate a lot of the time. Her father was the, the implied to be like a governor, if not one of the heads, head ups in the school. She had no friends. It's literally said in, in the manga chapter as well. She has no friends. The only friends she has are those red and yellow smiley faces in the game that she plays. She didn't. She wasn't allowed to speak to anyone. She, it was only girls. The girls were too afraid to speak to her because her dad was this high ranking person. Um. And whilst you're right in saying, yeah, sure, no, surely it was one person. There was one person. You're completely right. That one person was that boy who made her pregnant. And she believed him. You could see her changing. You could see her starting to realize right from wrong. And the moment he accepted that bribe, she disbelieved everything that he'd ever said to her. And that was the problem there. You're right. Exactly right, Lam, in saying that, well, someone must have tried teaching her. Someone did. And then they betrayed her. And that's where things fuck up. And it's it's so sad to see. Like I wasn't when I came into watching this anime, I, mean, I wasn't expecting such fucking mess and deepness of a of a backstory for any of the characters. Um. So yeah, that, again, and also this reinforces my point of why I hate Ruka Chan more than her because Ruka Chan's got no reason to be like this from what we've learned anyway. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's mad. I I was blown away completely. Mm. Fair enough. Like I said, you know, I still feel maybe I may be reading too much. Like I get where you're, what I'm getting at. If you went to in order for there to be only be, uh, like I said, uh, you would have to have not gone. You'd have had to have been like locked in a basement. And I mean, I mean, maybe she didn't she listen to some was. other people, but somebody <laughs> has said something somewhere along. The line besides the, it's, however, it the one person she was drawn to happened to betray her. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. It's, that, it's it, a hard it, one. It's a, it's it's a hard one hard. to try to like argue for and we've, against. We've we've been you know? brought up on this anime to hate Mami Chan, and now to be given this backstory a lot of the time, it's a hard pill hit pill to swallow. In my opinion, they should have dropped this a lot sooner because at this point, it's it's it, it's a hard pill to swallow. Like to to realize that at the end of the day, know, at, at the end of the day, she needed evil. mental health regardless. Yeah. That she just no never one would, got. No one would give it to her. Never, no one would give it to uh, her. But, but then again, that the same could be said for a lot of people. I think. Uh, I think <laughs> our problem is is that we we're, we're trying to think too much of it in like real world. Yeah, and I think that's that's where I'm getting. Anime. That's what I think. That's what I'm getting at when I say that I think. Like I so to us, obviously, yeah, is, we we can't think of it in real world yeah. terms. We need to take it for what's written and what's been shown to yeah. us. Whereas um, I tend to take things a far too literal on that. No, I'm I'm with I'm with you there. I'm I'm with you there. I know what you mean, and that's that's why. Why it is a again it's another reason why it's a hard pill to swallow but it, it it's the facts from what we've been written are, are then my god they better play with something good for ruka otherwise she's bombed the barrel man that's all i'm saying <laughs> anyway let's move on to something more lighthearted, guys we're gonna my stepmom's daughter as my ex we all know lamb loves this title i think it's freaking hilarious <laughs> but go on it's, it's it's great it's great i fucking love this title so much so uh yeah, episode six of episode seven. Um, I rated these eight out of ten and ten out of ten. Now we start to learn more about them, and they start to realize how each other have changed and how they've grown. Um, and it's quite sweet to see. Uh, but what's even sweeter is the MC starts to get closer to another girl, and his stepsister literally admits she's jealous. Uh, and you can see her falling for him all over again, and she internally regrets so she's losing herself. The she literally what says, saying. "Yeah." Because if she, I remember correctly, the says, whole premise of when they moved in was that, you know, their whole bit was, okay, we're going to act like oh, brothers she volun- this is This is the best bit. In, in episode 7, she voluntarily, like, whilst admitting this, calls him Oni-chan. Like, she didn't even bother waiting for him to, like, say, you owe me an Oni-chan. She voluntarily says it. Um, and it's completely hilarious because she admits that she's jealous. And in her internal monologue, she, she literally says... She regrets forsaking the past relationship. And, you know, this other girl's kind of cute. I'm not going to touch too much on her because I don't think she's really that big. She's not going to be in there for long. Um, But the sister, she, like, confronts this girl. And you can see, like, some kind of, like, internal, like, war is about to start here for him. And it's, it's kind of cute. But I'm also, it's always in the back of my mind. So, like, uh, incest, incest, hello, incest. You do realize that you two are related now, right? Um, like, okay. <laughs> Um, okay over there yeah yeah uh but other than that guys like it, it was a solid episode i mean i'll give it to it it, it was really it were really good episodes uh, i don't really got too much to say about it because whilst they were good episodes it was lacking in like content it was, that was basically all the content it was it was just really drawn out and that's why that's why um episode six didn't get a higher rating episode seven got a pure higher rating just because the the dynamic and the the way that she admits everything and um, the the confrontation that was just perfect. Fair enough. Uh, moving along, before we actually fully get into this, uh, first I have to ask for Harem and the Labyrinth of the other of another world. Uh, two things. One was episode uh, seven, the nineteen out of ten, a mistypo or an actual thing? It's 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 a literal typo. Okay, seven hundred nineteen ten out of 10. okay. It's, okay, it's I just want to make sure because I thought that was weird. Um. So, and then the other thing is, is this thing still an anime? Because I remember we were talking about how this thing has bordered on a hentai. I can't really say too much about this, guys. This is going to be a very short segment for this one. 
I really can't really go into much too much detail for this. Um, Crunchyroll for this anime, they've literally just put censorship all over it. Like, you can't watch this anime without having a black box on it, pretty much. Yes, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much a hentai at this point, guys. Like, I can't even, like, call it anything else. Um, I'm gonna try and keep covering it. I'm gonna give you the episode ratings. Um, but I could do not like these last two episodes. I literally can't say anything. Like, it's, it was borderline just virtual hentai. That's all I can give you. Honestly, I it just opened like, up a whole new tab and just randomly type buttons there just so I could sound like I was ty- trying to uh, type in, you know, for this anime, uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, it, uh, one thing I have noticed since moving over to Crunchyroll is the amount of censorship. I didn't realize how bad it really was uh, until I went to go watch... Uh, which I had watched it before a long time ago. Uh, I think the title was something like My Girlfriend's a Show Bitch or something like that. <laughs> and in the very first scene where it just shows like the like underside, uh, like just, you know, it just has like, like in the normal anime, you would just see just a little bit of like the booty coming out of the skirt. They completely censored that. And I'm just like, it wasn't even that bad. I'm like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, ah, I see what he means about censorship. Okay, I guess I'm not watching this here. Which, uh, mind you, I have, like, High School DxD in my mix, even though I've watched High School DxD. I don't even know if I want to watch it through Crunchyroll, because I'm afraid of the censorship. Because it's one of those things. I've only got it on my list on Crunchyroll, just to let me know when the next season's out. Yeah, that's pretty much why I put it in there. That's it, because there's been talk for a while. It's, it's the same the with Harem in the Labyrinth of Another World. Mm. Uh, I only know there's a new episode when I look on Crunchyroll, and I'm like, right, Hanami.tv, where are you at? <laughs> Honestly, a good place to go. And the other place I like to go, I mean, technically it's pirated, I guess. I get it. They constantly have to keep changing the dot whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the sites that have, like, dot .to or dot .this or dot .that. Um, yeah. Is when I am when I really need something, I just look for 9 anime. Yeah, that's, I've got that bookmarked, mate. That's bookmarked. That's why I watch this on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, guys, we're not going to talk too much about this one now, okay? We're going to move on from this because I, I, we're going to border in dangerous territory here. Yeah, okay. So um, now we're going to move on to Call of Night, which I know... Sorry, guys. Let, let, let me have an internal screamer, sir, because this... Do you know? Do you know how like yesterday? So end of yesterday's stream, guys. For anyone who wasn't there, Max literally like exploded in her pants when she learned that uh, Lamb is going to be playing Red Dead Redemption. Oh God! Did you see? We were gonna raid oh into my Red Dead. Honestly, I wish some fucker would have clipped her reaction because I couldn't believe it. All right, I literally me. I don't like the new rap, hip hop, and R and B. And I'm like, so I mind you, like anyone who knows the way that we rate video games. Uh, so when we're talking about like new trailers or whatever, I rate it on a scale of how much of a chub I have. She rates it on pinkles. And if it's a full 10, it's a golden shower. And the reaction she had, I was just like, so you're giving it a full golden shower, you know, got to grab a bucket, grab a mop. Cause that's some WAP. I don't even like that song. That is how she reacted. She put in like a pterodactyl scream of excitement. And I'm just like, oh God. That's how yeah. you felt about so, this? That's that's what I'm with with Call of Night. Uh, it takes anime of uh, anime of the season, I'm calling it. I sort of thought, okay, guys. Um, episode 6 and episode 7 both got a solid 10. And you know what? Let's change this a second. Let, 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 let me to make some little quick edit here, okay? Because, because there's, there's, there's... I don't know. That yeah, sounds like a go. typo right now. There we go. 10 out of 10 there before, we go. now you have it 100 out of 10? Oh, God. Yep. Um, I've been banging on about it since day one, guys. We finally got new characters. Finally. And that was only part one of this, okay? 
So episode six was cool and all. We got like a massage scene. We learned more about that character. How she's very similar to show. Uh, she's 10 years older and she's very similar to him 10 years ago. Um, and he wants to save her. He wanted to stop her from going back to work. He wanted to enjoy the night. He wanted her to, to realize. Uh, and then the next episode came. And holy shit. Holy mother of Jesus. So we meet a blonde lady. And she likes enjoying the night dangerously. Uh... We see her turning down guys, and we learn that this is what she likes to do, and that it's funny to play with the guys and whatnot who try and hit on her all the time because they tend to be famous kind of celebrity kind of guys. And then we find out she's a vampire, and then we find her coven of vampires, and there's like five of them. And oh my god, we finally got action seven episodes in. I wasn't expecting this to be become an action anime. I was purely expecting this to be like a slice well, of life kind of cute anime. You didn't think it was a slow burning anime to begin with. Thought it was a pretty decent paced anime uh, that was really good already and stuff and we've talked on this uh podcast about animes that are slow burners and i'll give them about six seven episodes to pick up the speed before i'll drop them uh because there are some animes that spend too much time on a backstory and end up like there's nothing there at the end so of so you're saying that yeah, this so my is already thing, my thing good is... anime and now it's even picking up even more yes so it was really good anime my only problem with it before was we only had a few characters like, all the characters on the front cover, we hadn't met yet. And now only seven episodes in, we finally met the rest of the characters. But even without having met the rest of the characters, the pacing was still so good. And now we finally get to meet the rest. And they're all vampires. Um, and so the first thing we find we see is this blonde-haired woman is about to bite down on our main character. She first off seems like she's going to kill him. And Nazna comes flying in. And we go into detail here we see blood everywhere we see the graphic the bone snapping she slices this blonde bimbo's arm straight off i'm talking you see hand going through skin you see nails gouging out and it's so detailed the fight scenes in this you you really get to see the detail around the eyes you see the detail around the teeth as they drop down you see the details around the claws as they come out and i was blown away i was like i was not expecting this side to any of the vampires in this anime and she just fucking whacks her arm off and i'm like holy shit what a fucking scene um and then we get to see this one pick up her arm shove it back onto the stub and re regenerate it and we get to see the detail and regeneration how detail how much detail they put into it it's all about the detail in this they put so much freaking of their budget into detailing it. And they do every every uh, episode. As I keep saying, the graphics on this show is immense. And then we see more vampiric abilities. Uh, we ex And then we learn how if Nazna isn't going to turn him into a vampire, they consider him a threat because he knows too much now. They give him an option. These five vampires with all different personalities give him an option between them to say, which one of us do you want us to turn you into a vampire? And if you don't pick one of us, you're going to die. And he turns to them and says, well, I want Nazna to do it. And they'll start laughing because Nazna doesn't like popularity like the rest of these girls. Uh, she doesn't go for popular people, which is an easy way to get prey things like that. She doesn't bother doing it. So they're all hung up on like, so why are you so hung up on this guy? You've never been hung up on someone before. You've never wanted to make offspring like the rest of us. Why do it? And she just doesn't admit it, but she comes in then after catching up and just to hear Shu say oh uh, I want to fall in love with her and she just goes bright red like she can't handle anything that's talk about romance or relationships or anything deep like that and it's really freaking sweet and she gets really possessive really defensive even so far to call him her prey and he explains to them because she's trying to put on a fr front uh that they have a deal then she gets to suck his blood because she finds it delicious 
Uh, and if he falls in love with her, he could turn into a vampire if she wants. And that, that's kind of the deal that they have. But she won't let anyone else have him. And between the, the fighting action, the meeting these new characters, the learning more about Nazina, the learning more about the dynamic of the vampire world, I was blown the fuck away. I was like, holy fucking shit. They really pulled out fucking... They, they pulled everything out uh, uh, to the fucking stops. You know, they... they woo, poof. I've got a words, guys. I'm losing my words here again. I'm excited thinking about it again. Uh, and as I said, guys, this is what we've been waiting for. Amazing. Sheer amazing. Sounds like you're definitely Boy, enjoying that. To use a Vex definition, golden shower. There we go. So I, <laughs> while you were talking about that and stuff, and I know how excited you are, and I realized that I made a mistake, but that's something I could fix later and stuff. But that social media ro rotator I have on the actual podcast itself you know where it says lambda ttv uh for like twitter all that other stuff i gotta <laughs> figure out exact it says it's from stream elements but i gotta figure out exactly which overlay it is so i can fix it because i think there's a bit where i can add our spotify onto it as well which will be even cooler i think you know <laughs> i like i like the fact that we are moving on up on this but uh no call of night is definitely one of the other ones that i've definitely have my eye on uh, for this upcoming season. I actually have all of the ones that we're covering that uh, have recommended uh, sitting in my Crunchyroll watch list. Uh, uh, the ones I have are Black Summoner. Uh, I don't have all of them, but I have Black Summoner in there, Licorice Recoil, Engage Kiss, Rent a Girlfriend, uh, Stepmom's Daughter is at My Ex, uh, and Call of Night are all in there, uh, as well as Parallel World Pharmacy. So I don't have everything oh, you in need there. need to add a couple of cuckoos into that, my guy. Does, I think does, I, does honestly did I not say that I I believe I have that in no. there as well. Um, yeah, that's 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 what I like to hear. So, um, for anyone like we we've already touched on it a little bit today, so I will just give you guys a little a little thing. Like, if you, if you guys want to watch Call of Night, I've been checked it on Google. Um, we we all know our sites. Um, just because it's it's not on Crunchyroll. Um, I believe in the US it's on Hulu. Um, but unfortunately, when it releases on Hulu, there's no way for anyone outside the US to really watch it, which is kind of a bummer. Um, and that is actually something I'm going to be touching on later about uh, anime locking to regions, uh, which we'll we'll get into in the, in a little while. Right. So, uh, so this next anime, if I remember correctly, you were borderline considering dropping it, but you weren't sure yet. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I find how it are we now? I'm sorry. By the way, this is like uh, Herbivorous Dragon of 5,000 Years gets unfairly villainized, is what we are referring to, and we're talking about episode four. Uh, last time we had spoke about this, we, we were, well, not we, Mikey had said that he was borderline considering dropping it because it was starting to get uh, repetitive, if I remember correctly. It was repetitive, it's a bit slow, the plot's quite silly and lighthearted. You know, I like the story to a degree. The reason I haven't dropped it yet is because the Billy Billy's doing the animation, guys. And if you don't know who they are, like, they do some of the best animation I've seen in recent seasons. Um, and I really find it really nice and beautiful to look at. But I find it so cliche at the moment and so frustrating. Like, we're going to keep covering it for now. I'm still rating it a solid 7 out of 10. But I haven't really got much to cover over the last couple of episodes. Like, it's basically they were the okay. same shit. Yeah. It's, it's basically yeah, there are some shit. animes like that i feel like if you watch one episode of certain animes you've watched the entire anime because they, they do like the same thing throughout each episode you know and i don't get animes at all give me a story no, with you there all right this isn't you know i mean you could even take a case for for example regular cartoons uh, i'm just gonna throw one in there like fairly odd parents here's the thing it's a it's the same cut and dry thing every time yes but it's a different adventure 
found at the same time. Like, the premise is still the same, but at least they switch it up. So if you're not going to tell a story that's going through each episode, so it's like a progression story like we're used to in anime, the least you could do is at least switch it up but keep the premises the same. Which it, se- yeah. it seems like a lot of these animes, when they repeat themselves, they don't do that. It's literally exact same there's no switch up though yeah Yeah, it's pretty much what this This is is still on your borderline and considering dropping yeah okay yeah fair enough say no more let's move along to parallel world pharmacy uh it is episode six and seven which i see you have rated a full 10 out of 10 on both what are we looking at so with with Call of Night, guys, okay, so we we're killing that okay i'm writing that top anime of the season but this is coming in close second and it's really been a dark horse. Like, I've had Licorice Recoil and Engage Kiss fighting over second and third this whole time, but this has, like, come out of the blue, like, since it released. Um, and, you know, this is one of the animes, like, A Herbivore's Dragon of 5,000 Years gets, gets a fairly villainized. It came out a little bit later than all the other animes. And holy motherfucking Jesus of our god, our MC is broken. But not broken in a way that he wants to fight. He wants to use his powers to heal. So, to get into it. Episode 6. Basically, you need to swim, okay? Uh, he's told not to go near the water. He tells his sister and the maid, don't go near the water. They beg him. He allows them to go in with, like, Uncle D. Sister gets swept away. He rushes in to save her. Everyone else is freaking out. He gets so panicked, he uses his power, which could have killed everyone, to remove all of the salt from the ocean. One little mistake, and he could have removed all the water from the surrounding area, which would have meant he would have removed the water from every single human that was in that area as well. They would have all died if he made a little mistake. So first we get to learn how OP his powers are. When he removes the salt from the water, it makes a massive circle in the water. You can literally walk on the bed, the ocean floor. And that's how he saves her. So we learn how powerful he is. Then the church gets onto him and thinks he's a demon. We have a fight against them, learning again how powerful he is, how much he can defend, how strong he can attack. He doesn't want to. And then they twig. Wait, he's not a demon. He's actually a reincarnation of our god. Um, And this is then heading into episode 7. He then does his first amputation of the series. Because no one has the amputation like knowledge in this world. Uh, And it was very interesting to see. He saved the church head. Who then later on repays him by, by becoming the priest. And keeping his secret. A secret. The question is, is it an amputation where they at least numbed the patient? Yes, yes, we did. Right, because here's the thing, well when we spine. first learned about amputations, all right, it was strapping <laughs> yourself down, buddy. We're cutting off a limb. There was no <laughs> anesthetics. There was no nothing. So, you know, sound, just saying that, hey, he was the only one who knew about amputations, well, that ain't really saying anything and stuff, because that could just mean... Oh, yeah, I took a knife and just yes. cut it off. He used <laughs> anesthesia and he used, uh, I think he even mentioned ibuprofen or so, some kind of something like that. Um, so it was it was very cool to see it. And then obviously they repay him back. This guy becomes like the priest of like the area. Uh, he keeps his secret. If anyone starts to catch on to him or anything, he's promised to like quell all like rumors or anything to say it's not true. Uh, he's a normal kid. Um because he just wants to live a peaceful life in his pharmacy and heal people. Uh, and the priest then gives him two very cool objects. And you guys know what I like. I will rate an episode if the objects are cool, okay? If you get cool with armors or power-ups, I will rate that episode, okay? He gets given two things. Uh, the second thing I'll go with first is just a little medallion, which will give him a shadow. And this is so important to him because it means he can w- walk in the outside world in the sunlight with his sister 
and the maid and everyone else, all of his friends, not be noticed by people that he hasn't got a shadow and be accused of being a demon or things like that. So it's safe for him to go outside now. The other thing you get is a staff. This, oh, sorry, a wand, but it's virtually a staff. It's like retractable. No one else can hold this. Uh, it was kind of a little bit of a trick by the priest to prove that he is a god. Uh, only celestial beings can hold this staff. Um, it amplifies all healing magic. Uh, speed, and also he can now fly on it, first flying one slash staff. Um, and the holy mother of god. is is it so cool to see? I love shit like that. The good, the bad guys then realize they've done bad, become good guys. You see some action, you see his morals standing true. But sadly we do see that some of the pharmacies are still being uh, what's it called? Coat horned by um, so the guild. The only guild in the in the region for the pharmacies. So he's got two um, pharmacies himself. And to make your own guild, you need two pharmacies. So heading into the next episodes that are going to be coming out, his mission is that now to make his own guild and get the pharmacies to come over to him so they can work more freely and uh, cheaper. And it looks like we're going to have a war between guilds coming up soon. Uh, so it's 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 very interesting, guys. It's very cool. And I'm digging it. Like, it's a very nice and fresh take on an isekai. We haven't really had something like this to do with, like, medicine before, and it's really cool. Fair enough. Uh, no, I like the fact that this is one of the ones you're talking about because one of the limited uh, show recommends, the one that I recommend and stuff, uh, has some very similar elements, which on later in the meantime however we were going to touch up on overlord uh my isekai life and and the devil is a part-timer but that will be returning in a special segment next week uh because you said there's some time constraints or publishers issues so there was publishing issues with the episodes also i had personal time constraints um each um each of those three animes have four episodes each i need to catch up on um they, they've been really haphazard with their releasing recently i'm not sure if they had issues within their internal strife or anything like that uh i know that uh, my my isekai life did have a few issues with publications um so we will be giving them a special segment dedicated to them later on in next week's episode um over outlining what's happened with them where we're at with them so don't worry guys they will be back uh they're just not featuring in today's episode as we do also have a lot of content to cover fair enough okay so now it is the time for the featured anime uh the first anime you have featured is Darling in the Franks. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was the Darling in the Franks uh, trailer, which we're going to continue playing in the background. Uh, funny how we communicate with each other through that. Uh, as you say that Zero Two is the best girl. Uh, I will let you get into why you are featuring this anime, but I will say that when I started talking to this one girl and stuff, this was her favorite A.N. Uh, we may or may not be making and potentially go to a Comic-Con as Hero in uh, whether or not it actually happens, different story, because that would require, you know, Lambency to wear some super tight hero clothing. <laughs> but, uh, Mikey, why don't you tell me why you featured this anime? Still alive? Oh, 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 okay. See, here's, here's the thing, Mikey. You still have to talk even when you're doing that and stuff. Just I was muted. I was muted. I was talking. I was muted. Oh, okay. Because here's the thing. You're trying to show that off. We got an audio-only podcast there, buddy. Yeah, my, my mic. Okay, so let's see what you got. I pulled um, you up on full screen now. So, Oh, okay. Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. I'm bringing it back, guys. Okay. We got a zero, got a two, zero two shit. T-shirt. It looks like it's all the way around. Show. It looks like it's a full full uh, shirt uh, that's colored throughout the entire thing, not just like yeah, a, it's, it's a square in the back front. As well. let's, see, let's see the back. Uh, I, oh, it's, it's the exact same image on the back. Oh, okay. So it's um, just the same image all the way through, but... Yeah, type of style. It looks really nice. That so 
I had that from an anime loot box. Uh, I can't remember the name of, but they also give me something else because I paid a little bit extra for the NSFW version. And I may have the same uh, image as that on a fabric poster uh, with some parts of her costume missing and some extra details added in in the NSFW sense, if you know what oh, I'm saying. So we're talking about, uh, you know, real pistol action? We're talking about real pistol action. Uh, I see. Well, you know, on the bright side, there are some uh, love handles in more ways than one. Yes. <laughs> All so, right, and for those who don't guys, get that we... reference, uh, the way these vehicles are piloted... Uh, the females are considered the pistols, and they are in the front, and they have these handles that the males have to go on the back and use to direct these robots. However, the way they're positioned and everything doesn't leave a lot to imagination. Let's just put it like that, all right? And that is what we are referring to right now. Um, but go ahead and continue with your review and why you are recommending and our feature darling in the ranks. I just can't put into words how uh, I love this show. I, I, I love Zero. Zero two is definitely best girl. <laughs> it's sweet, it's adorable, it's sad, it's got action. As always, guys, unlike I'm sure short recommends, try to keep the features anime short and sweet so you guys can uh, acknowledge it for yourself and take a look for it for yourself. Um, but this anime hits all the right points, you know, it hits your heartstrings, it hit the action, it hits the beauty, it hits the uh, the, the character appeal, shall we say, uh, and it hits the story all dead in the mark. Uh, I, I love this show to pieces, and I hope you all do too, and you should definitely give it a watch. All right, and uh, moving on, and we have another one which I laughed at when I saw that we're recommending this one due to the fact that I love this one as well, and I cannot wait for season two. Uh, it is Classroom of the Elite, which we will play the trailer in one moment. As we continuously just type to each other throughout the document as that is playing in the background. So that was the trailer for Classroom of the Elite. So, uh, yeah, this show is definitely a must-watch. Season 2 is around the corner. They have already made the... Uh, Mikey, do you have a better time frame? Because I can't remember. It's, it's already out. It's already started airing. Has it already started uh, airing? All right, I was yeah. unsure. Uh, I absolutely adore this anime. I think its premise is actually quite awesome. So... Not gonna get too much into detail. Uh, one of the things we had mentioned before about uh, evil faces and stuff is in this anime. Well, I'm not gonna get into that because I don't want to do any spoilers. But the premise of this anime is there's a school where they have a 100% success record. As long as you pass that, that you're gonna get like the best college offers and job offers and everything else along those lines. And it's really interesting when you they get into the school. So they have this whole point system, which is how they get monies. And they're not allowed to leave the school once they get into the school. So you would think, how are they gonna spend any of that money? Well, this school has everything you could possibly think of. Um, so obviously the more points you get, the more money you are going to get, but you know, there's classrooms, you know, F to A, I believe they are, and obviously A being It's very similar yeah. to the show that you got me to watch as well. Yeah, Bucket and Test. It's very similar, which is why yeah. I like it. Um it's definitely interesting to watch because there's a, it doesn't sound like much it just sounds like a whole bunch of students are getting really lucky with their money but there's a lot more depth to this show than what's initially there uh i don't want to go into what you tell about the main characters because i'm no, not we, gonna we blow it but i will say there is a lot of uh depth to it especially when it comes to psychology and the psyche of uh the human mind we'll we will be touching more on Classroom Delete next week, guys, when I've managed to catch up for Season 2. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great show. You guys do need to watch this. 
Uh, also, if anyone argues with me that Honami or Sai are the best girls in this series, you can leave now. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So moving along, uh, we have Lambency Show Recommends, which the first two are recommended by you. So the first one oh, yeah. we are recommended is Busu Renkin. So for those of you who don't know what Busu Renkin is, Busu Renkin is very similar to my favorite anime that's appeared on every podcast and will be appearing on this podcast. Uh, they have these little medallions that can turn into their weapons, similar to Bleach, and uh, they have release forms of these weapons. And they fight spirits. It's an older anime. Please give it a watch if you get a chance. And let's go to the trailer. All right, so that was the trailer for Buso Renken as it now goes into, of course, none other than a Raid Shadow Legend ad. Because, you know, (laughs) that's all we ever get. I swear, my ads are filled with Raid Shadow Legend everywhere I go. And I'm just like, you know, the funny thing is, it's like I get, I'm happy for them that they're getting all this advertisement. You know, obviously they're doing well, but I'm also one of those people, the more you shove it down my throat, the less likely I am to watch or play, you know? Yeah. And it yeah. a Raid Shadow Legend about a year ago became something that was shoved down my throat so much that I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm never going to play your game. And now it's a year later and it's, I feel like they're re-picking up steam and I'm like, great. But uh, let's go back to, you know, why did we recommend and by we i mean you because this is your recommendation why did you recommend Buso rankin because i have not actually seen this although it does have uh, from what i saw from the trailer has similar elements to an anime that i can't remember the name right now it's an older anime i used to watch uh that i could see that i did like so you know i'd be interested to know more what are we looking at? So, as I've brought uh, Bleach up a lot, again, as I mentioned earlier, this is very similar to Bleach, and that's one of the reasons I recommended it. I loved this anime when I watched it, okay? I watched this when I was growing up. Um, you can tell by the trailer, like, it's it's, old, it's on the older side, uh, the way he's, like, uh, narrating it and shit, and it's really cool. Uh, the fight scenes were always great. And, so you're exactly right. It was so underrated and overshadowed by the big three at the time. Um, like a lot of the animes of the time, they were just overlooked, uh, and this was one of them. Uh, it's really cool, you have these medallions that can turn into your spirit weapons and shit like that, and you fight the homunculi, trying to save the world. It's your typical, you know, a guy gets forced these powers upon him and he's trying to save the world now. And um, it's as simple as that, and it's just a really fun, really great action-packed anime. And uh if you like any anime, like this, if you like Shonen anime, then this is, you're gonna like it. And it's not cliche, which is another bonus. Honestly, it's funny how a lot of the animes do become cliche, but no, from what I'm seeing with this whole, uh, you know, that stone that they, uh, put in him and everything else like that, I can't remember the name of the anime, but there's another one where basically it was, wasn't a stone, it was, uh, a ring that they wore. And, uh, that particular ring, uh, was like a symbol that they were a fighter of some kind. Uh, that were reincarnated in the past, but I came the actual anime. But if, Sounds a bit like fate. You know, I, if I can remember what it is, I'm definitely going to re- recommend it. It's an older anime. I just can't remember what it is. It's not fate, though, because I know what you're talking about. But it's not that. It's something... Com- I'm going to have to take a look into it and see if I can remember that. But this stuff definitely is giving me the vibes of that anime. But yeah. I can... I'm, I'm going to play flat out just 
got it, you know? So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see why this would have been popular back then and overshadowed just because, you know, of the elements that are incorporated into the anime. This definitely looks like yeah. it's something that would have been under. Uh, moving along, exactly. though, to our second recommended, we have Seraph of the End, which is another anime that I left at that you put there. Oh, you were on fire today, except for Buso Renkin. I knew all of these that you are recommended. So I was so happy when we put uh, a lot of these, including Seraph of the End. You know, so uh, without further ado, we are going to be putting... Uh, the trailer up now so that was the trailer for seraph of the end which is just a banger of an anime if you have not watched this it's, it comes highly recommended from me but i'm not the one who recommended this show so i will let you take the lead on this mikey uh but believe me i am i firmly agree with you this anime guys i found as a happy accident okay this anime is about vampires and humans and they fight and they struggle between the two uh, humans are making packs with demons to get demonic weapons vampires again like vampiric weapons and it's a story of two boys who lost their family uh that, that they made sorry family they that came together um in one of these uh vampire covens um and how one boy ends up going to become a hunter of the vamp uh, to hunt the vampires down, and another boy gets turned into a vampire. And it's like a bittersweet kind of love story between those two, and without the love um, of the boy that got turned into the vampire, trying to save him from the uh, people trying to kill the vampires because he doesn't think that they'll ever win. And vice versa, he's trying to save his friend that got turned into a vampire. The sad thing about this anime was that they didn't get a season three, but the manga did continue, and it may even still be ongoing. Um, like I haven't checked on in on it in a little while, manga wise, so I do need to have a little bit of a catch up and a reread. But this is like a go a go to anime for me. Like if I need a feel good anime, pick me up. I love the way that it was done. I love the story. I was just sad that they cut it off a little bit too soon. But it's a really good show, guys. If you haven't watched this, then you've been living under a rock. I think it's currently moved over to Netflix now to be watched um both seasons are there and again it's just a great show pure action another shining great show um and give it a watch guys like wow came out in 2015 my god where the well, year's the going the thing is is like even 2015 for that time the graphics of this anime are they're killer they're killer, killer for 2015 you know and i was gonna mention that before there are some older animes and i'm not talking about older than 2015 i'm talking about like older older animes that were ahead of its time and there are, you know, some that you can clearly tell were in that time frame. This is a great anime. I was so glad you mentioned this. Um, and this comes highly recommended for me as well. I ran across this and stuff because I was looking for more things along this line and just came across. Oh, I also a happy accident. But uh, I was happy to see that I wasn't the only ran across. Moving along, though, to my recommended, which is the Lambency Show recommends third recommended. I had just finished up this particular recommendation around the same time that you had canceled uh last week's I've, uh podcast yeah i've seen all of this i've seen all so of this you know, i think i actually touched on this in, in featured anime as well once it, it i is, love it is possible, this show but uh all right so we're going to watch it's a this. great this show is amazing i'm gonna take a short brb yeah that's fine you that. go ahead and do that so this is the trailer for the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. So that was the trailer for the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. And boy, is that a mouthful to say. Um, the thing I like about this particular anime is it takes your typical isekai thing, but it adds in some elements that you just don't expect. So basically, the anime starts off where the main character is in this mission with a rookie, and he is 
trying to do all these how do i explain He's trying to do all these missions for this organization that has seen him as a tool his entire life. Uh, this is his final mission. He plans on retiring and uh, just living out his life. But he's never known any other life except for being an assassin. Uh, when he is flying home with this rookie, he finds that he's betrayed by his own organization, which is ironic because he proceeds talk about how if they would have said so he would have gladly given his life because that's all he would have known he would have sacrificed himself for them and when he dies he gets reincarnated by this uh entity who summons him into another world giving him the ability to choose from every kind of magic class so there's five different ones from f to a f to s i want to say i can't remember the exact rank but you can only choose from one from each class but the whole catch is while he can be reincarnated he is fight the hero after the hero saves the world because the hero is going to go berserk and destroy the world after he saves the world as i that sound and that is his mission so throughout his uh, he gets reincarnated into an aristocratic family which is a family full of assassins and he obviously has such an affinity for magic due to the skills that he chose that he ends up getting a magic tutor and he just blows them all away and he's spending his life as an assassin trying to learn the craft but now the great thing about it is he's no longer assassinating just because he's told to assassinate he now even if he gets the order to assassinate will confirm firsthand whether or not he feels that they should be assassinated which i think is just amazing because he's willing to live his life now uh he gets people onto his side uh originally he wanted to use them as tools but uh you know it turns out that they were actually great people as well. I, I absolutely adored this anime. I think this anime is absolutely amazing and a must-watch if you have not watched it. Uh, Mikey is probably back from his bathroom run. So, Mikey, do you have anything to add onto particular? I, I, I've been listening. You've covered everything, buddy. It's, it's a great show, guys. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you all know I love Isekai. So, if you haven't watched it, if you haven't read it, if you haven't given it a go, please. All right. Moving along. Our fan favorite. We have a character versus character battle. Now, last time, I can't remember what we chose, but basically, long story short, in our character versus character series, before I pull up the image, which, Mikey, you've already seen the image. Um, yep. In our character versus character series, what we do is we choose a topic, um, be it uh, fighting, be it uh, swordsmanship, whatever the case may be. He chooses a character. I choose a character and we pit them together in a battle against each other and we describe why we think one per would prevail over another. So this week's was sports to which Mikey decided to meme. I was <laughs> going to take this serious and I had to actually tone down my selection uh, to compensate for his choice. Um, I almost chose someone from the same show, but I decided to go a different route. I also chose a female character. So this week's subject is sports in our character versus character. On the left, we have Mikey's pick, Mio Kusakai, uh, Mio Kusakai from Hija. And on the right, we have Maria Momoe from Big Windup. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and uh, Mikey Corner. <laughs> Oh my god, guys! I I couldn't I could not resist. We've got best girl. We've got number one from Cage Girl. You know it. She got everything. She got the abilities. She got them assets. She she she's star player. You all know it. You all know she's number one, guys. We got Mio. <laughs> and uh, mate, if I don't win with with sportsmanship alone, then I I'm still gonna win with assets. <laughs> still gonna win with them. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, I also grabbed a character who has plenty of assets herself. All right, 
She uh, definitely fills out her uniform, one might say. All right. Uh, I chose Maria because not only was she athletic, cool, but she is now a coach for the local high school baseball team. Anyone who has watched Big Windup will know that she takes over the first year baseball team that used to only play softball. Not, not uh, They used to play with a softball. It wasn't softball, but they played with a softer. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. And takes over that team to which... People look at her like, uh, there was one person in particular who used to bat cleanup for his middle school. And he's like, I ain't playing for a girl, blah, 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 blah. And the whole scene, he just takes the bat, takes the baseball, and just hits the ball up and down like it's, uh, like it's a paddle ball over and over. And just looks at him the whole time, just in a look of confusion, like, what is this guy on about? And then later in the episode, uh, asks everyone if they want orange juice and then proceeds to give us... A horrifying scene of which I feel it is necessary for us to show, if you are okay with that. <laughs> you cool with me showing it? Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> okay, so, let's see. Of course. Of course. If I do it that way, it's, uh, of course. Of course I can't find it. Okay, that's fine. You guys can look it up yourself. It is a great scene, though. <laughs> I really love it. Um, the other reason I chose momoe is while she is no longer an athlete and stuff the aspect of her wanting to coach she's i don't believe she gets a salary and if she i don't think she gets a salary but even if she does get a salary they weren't giving her enough of a budget for the baseball team so she's actually working a side job as a window cleaner saving up to buy the equipment for the team which i think is an admirable thing for something that she loves and i think that is just an amazing thing to have for that particular team correct me if i'm wrong no you know plus on top of that like i said she ain't lacking in the assets department either buddy <laughs> so my character guys is Mio Kasaki now she's a side character from the series Keijo if you haven't seen the series Keijo you're missing out uh, upon, from, upon graduating from Satoshi she straight away became a B rank Keijo player and then later on became an A rank player uh, she's kind of carefree but she does very well under pressure even when being taunted uh, usually she'll respond just by laughing or flirting and she's a very flirtatious character um, now her her feats or her talent should we say is she'll tease each girl around her and talk about dragging them into bed at her first meeting with Nozomi uh, she gazed at her body before hugging her saying that she's her type then grabbed her butt her favourite thing is having fun with cute girls who wishes to have a harem party with all of the Keijo competitors, including Kazane. Kazane's coming at her so hard is making her hot. And she won the Keijo competition by pushing her breasts against Kazane's. After she hypnotized her and her team members with her breast swaying movement. A girl can hypnotize people with their breasts. Okay, I'm just putting that out there, okay? Um, despite all this meme stuff, guys, she is not someone to be trifled with, though. I did go with a, a meme character without realizing how good she actually is. She is a pro swimmer. And a pro athlete. Um, she is also a pro cage player at this point as well. She has impeccable athletic skills, uh, impeccable dexterity, and is very, very bendy. Uh, and like we all said, she, she's she's not exactly lacking in the uh, assets department either. Um, she is literally your typical perv with who wants a harem. Uh, and is completely overpowered. She's got it all. Um, but I was memeing. I, yeah, I, I know. I knew. I was, I completely Did you remember my response? <laughs> I was like, I went for a side I was like, I was like is, is, is that? Is she from? Is she from Kaiju? Is she from Kaiju? <laughs> but um, 
in all seriousness, she can handle her own, like, in, in the sport itself. Like, she, she's a pro swimmer, she's a pro KGO player, she's not something to be scuffed at. Um, both of these girls kick ass when it comes to sports. But it's kind of hard to put them against each other because their sports are so different. Exactly. Uh, but sport and talent, they're pretty much the same level. They're both pros. They're both pro in their fields and what they do. Um, I mean, I just have personal preference because Mia looks hard. Just... Honestly, to me, Maria looks hotter, but that's personal, you know? But all fair, you know? Yeah, yeah. If I was to say, if they were to go actually, like, multiple different sports, if I'm being honest, Mia would probably win just due to the fact that we don't really... Maria... The thing is, it was, it's not just that. I mean, if we consider it, Mia has a stamina. She has athletic the durability she's strong as we know with her butt strength and her breast strength um she's obviously a pro swimmer as well so she's she anything she does she can do in and very well whereas you know she our, our maria she she's she's gonna be good at hitting things and she's gonna be good at running well, but when I, it comes that's what to I was getting at like, like you didn't let me finish her. I, was, I was gonna say that mio just due to the fact that what you could see physically from everything else all right maria does not get much love. It doesn't show her like much love when it comes to anything else except for baseball. Um, we know she can hit. We know that she can pitch. Uh, we know that she can be really good at coaching. But we don't know much about the rest of her athletic background. So not, it's not really stated whether or not she played basketball, tennis, anything else. We do know uh, a lot... Um, while Mio, we don't have all the information on everything she's played either. We have physically seen her play the sport she's playing in that anime. And we know the capabilities she has and how that could potentially translate into other sports. Whereas Maria is a complete dark horse. We have no idea. So if I had to go based on the information available, I would definitely give it to your character. Um, but, you know, I, I still I still really like Maria just due to the fact of her whole background and everything like that and i feel that she if you watch the way she coaches she would probably be able to coach any sport i'm not i don't know if she could be able to play every sport but she might be able to coach every if that makes sense yeah you know so i do think your character would win even though you were memeing uh when i saw that i almost memed right back with uh, another kaijo character <laughs> but i was like nah let me at least be somewhat serious and stuff um, but I did tone it down because originally I was going to go with, uh, I, I was going to meme, originally I was going to go with an actual character, uh, I'm not going to say who, but I was going to go with an actual sports character, and then when I saw your character, I thought I was going to meme back with a male character that would beat her in anything except for the fact that the matter is he's also like a lovesick puppy so would lose just because of that which would be Sakura Sakurugi Hanamichi from uh, yeah. Slam Dunk but <laughs> I was like no let me at least make it where it's kind of somewhat even ground but yes I would definitely give it to me oh, but uh, that's only in from information we know but if we were to talk about a different aspect of sports which is coaching I think I mean correct me if I'm wrong I feel like Maria could probably just the way she coached uh, that team yeah so uh, i'm i'll take that outcome uh, i i literally just went for the hottest cage player didn't <laughs> look at stats or anything didn't realize until afterwards that, oh wait yeah she's top cage i'll be like, honest oh, when, shit, I yeah. watched, when i first watched big lineup maria was my phone's wallpaper for the six months <laughs> i mean i don't blame you i don't blame you but that chest would take up at least two-thirds of the phone i mean <laughs> it's a pleasant aspect to see you nonetheless mm, you're not wrong you're not wrong so Coming up next, guys, we've got some major news. I got three pieces of major, major news. Can I have like some sirens to go up next time I do that? Uh, major wait, I gotta news, look people. Into that, you know, as you know, I'm always trying to improve things. So, 
but what do we got? So, major news part one, guys. Bleach. Thank you, Vex. I had already seen this, but I do know you sent this to me as well. I know you're not massive on anime, so I appreciate your DM on Twitter. Bleach is rumored and is looking likely to be going to Disney+. Plus. Mm, yeah, I remember. Bleach's next season is going to Disney+. Plus. Now, tell me why this is a bad thing. Does anybody know? No? Okay. Summertime rendering. Does anyone hear to that? No? Okay. Crickets. Summertime rendering is an, is an anime in Japan uh, that is on Disney+, Plus and has been locked to Japan only since Disney+, Plus bought the rights for it. Disney is not very well known for releasing their anime outside of Japan. This is setting a very bad precedent we also don't know what they're going to be like with uh, simulcast in this uh or how that's gonna go so it's not looking good it it's not looking good yeah i think we might need to get one more i think we might need to get one more tickets yeah. yeah um so i'm i'm a bit disappointed that but you know it's not the end of the world we know it's gonna come out elsewhere it's just i really did want to support the series i want to you know if it comes to places like Crunchyroll or Funimation where i can still sub and i can support it through that way then i would have but if you're gonna put it on disney plus and if they lock it i mean they might not but if they lock it to just japan there ain't no way i'm gonna be able to and i think that's just purely stupid especially when they're bringing on a dubbing cast like what's by bringing on a dubbing cast if you're just going to give it away to Disney who's known for locking their anime just, I just I'm not happy with that news uh, a little bit of uh, MMO JRPG news as well guys Tower of Fantasy is taking the gaming community by storm uh I brought this up on uh, one of the, the uh, gaming streams briefly uh, it Which is we knew a mass why? No. Why? Uh, Alright, I don't know if you see my screen on YouTube. I was going to go like try to pull up a trailer for Tower of Fantasy. And one of the first things I see, Tifa Love Me Final Fantasy VII Remake Series Part 8. Look at this image. Just... I can see. Why? I can okay. See. I can see. So, Tower of Fantasy, guys, people call it Genshin Clone, and it's not, okay? It has loads of different mechanics that sets it apart. The only things that are similar are the graphics and the fact it's a gacha game. And, you know, people just love to call gacha games Genshin clones. It's a really great, great game. It's really fun. And up until recently, I had no bad words to say about it. Literally up until last night, I was fully prepared to go into this with all good words. I love this game to pieces. It's great. The pull rate's actually really decent. And you can do this completely free to play. And you won't be that far behind a play to win player at all. It's really fun. It's really explorative. And the story is really solid. Until they fucked up the banner last night. So one of the summer banners, if you haven't done a gacha game before, guys, had nine days left. And they removed it. And the currency you get from pulling on that, if you get duplicates, was converted into normal currency. They screwed over everyone the pitties were reset the currency wasn't sent back and they haven't to find a fix now and it's going to be hard because they can't revert back in an mmo um and they screwed up they screwed up big time on that and they could be looking at a little bit of a drop in their player base which is sad because they just hit 10 million um so here's hoping that they can they give us a good fix otherwise it's, it's not gonna look too good for them and it's a shame because the game's really fun it's a really good game Fair enough. So, well that sounds like it's some bad news it was some bad news but you know overall guys the game is really worth playing it's really enjoyable it's super fun to play uh and i, I definitely recommend giving it a go if you ever get a chance guys it's you don't have to pay for it it's free to download so uh give it a go right so lastly i should have covered this weeks ago uh we had a nvidia leak leak recently which 
believe during that leak had Persona 4 Golden, Persona 3, uh, both leaked to be coming to PC uh, through Game Pass and to be coming to Steam. And it was proven correct. There was also another game that's being proven correct. But also, considering the uh, what the credibility of this leak so far, there were two other things on it. Final Fantasy IX Remake and a Final Fantasy Tactics Remake slash Remaster. Holy mother of Jesus. If they remake Final Fantasy IX after what they've done with Seven. I don't know how to feel about this. This is my second favorite Final Fantasy game out of the whole series. Like, I love 7, but they've gone in a different direction with it. It's not a pure heart-to-heart remake. It's They've remade the story. Do I want that to happen to 9? I don't to know. To be fair, with the 7, I kind of get it. I actually kind of don't mind it. Um, oh, I enjoy I, it. I think it's, for the, I mean, might be different. But for me, it's like we knew for 25 years, give or take, everything about the story that there was to know. So how else were they really going to like add any new elements or surprise a fan base besides, hey, look, we got graphics and we now have voice acting. Other than that, like, what were they really going to do, you know? So, I don't mind it. It just depends on how it all comes together. That's my biggest concern with the Final Fantasy VII Remake and its uh, changing of the story, is how will it all tie together, you know? Uh, I mean, so far, the individual games have been pretty decent. However, when you put them all together as a whole, when they're all finally released, is it going to make sense is my big question. Yeah, so I think it will make sense, but like in relation to Final Fantasy IX, I don't know what they could do with it. And it's also been announced there's going to be an anime as well that they're working on. So they're going hard in it, but do you guys notice that FF8 is getting missed again? No love for FF8, guys. And uh, I gotta be honest, I agree with it. I am not an FF8 fan, never have been. Uh, but the other hype is Tactics War of Alliance, especially after we've just got oh, the other Tactics game, which I forget the name of by Square, uh, is just being announced for a remake or a remaster. A Tactics Ogre. That's the one. Hmm. Um, if we get an FF Tactics special War of Alliance version remake slash remaster, oh boy, give it to me, give it to me please. Uh, so yeah, guys, that's our major news. Other than that, I just got a few pieces of little news to go through. Uh, so, Misfit of Demon King Academy Season 2 begins in 2023. We've got Eden Zero Season 2, which is scheduled for 2023. Welcome to Demon School Irumakan Season 3 is scheduled for October the 8th this year. Gate the Infinity is getting a TV anime Season 2 and a new OVA. Summon to Another World again. It's an anime teaser visual. And lastly, we have the dual anime films to every you I've loved before. And to me, the one who loved you, get new trailers. And these two are very interesting as they're meant to be watched together and complement each other. So make sure you give all those a watch, like, guys. Keep an eye out for those. And uh, I believe you have a little bit of news you want to go over land before the end. Yeah, just real quick, we're going to retouch up on the fact that now you can now find us on Apple uh podcasts spotify google everything else like that uh we'll put a link in right here so you can actually see what it looks like uh, through our anchor and if i put exclamation point spotify it'll also give you the same link that i'm currently looking at right here uh if you look on bottom under it you actually all the other things that you do uh right down here so we're working on that uh we are going to have that uh, up and running as we are just continuing adding the podcast onto our youtube channel due to the amount of hassles we are having and the fact of the matter is is podcasts are best known on apple google and spotify more so than on youtube and on youtube we have plans to make actual videos uh so we have plans for our youtube channel never fear if you are subscribed to it don't worry, content will be coming out. It's just not going to be the podcast. You're going to be able to either catch us live on Twitch or through Spotify or whatever streaming uh, podcast platform you listen. Uh, Amazing, guys. That sounds great. All right. So 
we have reached that point of the podcast where we now have to find some lucky person to raid. Uh, you have any closing statements? Uh, nothing from me, guys. Uh, I appreciate all of you coming. Um, and I will see you next week for some more news. Um, again, guys, for me, if you need to keep up with my schedule, I've posted a new one all over Twitter. And uh, I will be, if I see any of you, I'll be seeing you in the ff7 stream i'll be doing straight after oh wait you're about to go live aren't you? i'm live right now it's okay. seam seamless transfer seamless transfer well then in that case we know who we're rating just give me one moment why can i not it's find mikey you? vision should be able to For some reason i cannot find you uh let me try refreshing my dash it's just mikey rp gamer right yep it's not showing that way so you know what we're gonna have to do it the old school way which is not a way i generally speaking like to do it uh so. code slash rate yeah back so we're gonna obviously raid you and uh show you some love uh that being said though that is gonna be the end of this podcast we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and until next time enjoy yourself